I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Slossy beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! Yeah! Duffy! Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Rotherham. Hello, everybody. Welcome again. This is New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Thank you for being with us. We have another defeat story. I mean, we've got another away game to talk about uh, this time in South Wales uh, with against Cardiff City. You've got a bit uh, ahead of yourself there, Matt. <laughs> it's just predictable, isn't it? So I'm just getting it in. I can cut that and just insert it into Sunday's episode. Um, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be all gravy. Um, <laughs> thank you all for being positive. with us. <laughs> we will be more positive than this, probably. probably. Um, top, Danny, you're with us. How are you doing, mate? Uh, I'm doing good, thank you. How are we all? All the better for seeing you, mate. Tom's right with us. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, good. Always good. <laughs> good stuff. And Mick's with us. I'm surprised you're not in all black in some sort of mourning for Cam Humphrey being out for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's absolutely horrible. I know this is not a, not great for our audio listeners, but your um, your image, Matthew, looking where you are, looks rather festive with that green um, green goalkeeper shirt with a red hat on top and the red and white stripes. It looks like a bit of a Christmas theme. Yeah. Yeah, not in September though. <laughs> um, yeah, played a fair amount to cover tonight, and then we'll obviously preview the Cardiff game as as per. Uh, Sarah Ogden's with us, so is YouTube users. Stephen Adam is calling calling us is with us from Crete. Um, Gav Grundy, Connor Simpson's with us. <laughs> Harvey Kelwick, Dave Lawton, Chris Ted are all with us as well. Thank you, everybody who is with us so far. Um, right, let's go through this. I'll start with the look. I've referred to the episode title as look, uh, which has caught some people off guard. Uh, upset some people, maybe. Look says, Adrak says, look, as, a, as you headline, it may not change if we start creating genuine goal chances, shots on target, brib problem again. Yeah, my reference in the, in the name, Mick, to defend it a little bit, maybe, is more <laughs> or more, more in terms of injuries. Um, <laughs> because that is that is basically look. The fact that Cameron for his 
as he appears to have severely torn his hamstring on the stroke of half time. Mm. Um, and the other injuries are just looking. We just can't, we can't seem to buy a bit of luck at the minute with all the injuries. And we're, I don't think we're on his own. I think other clubs are affected. I'm not playing the little Rotherham card. I'm just saying we are being hit so hard at the minute. Yeah, we are. We are. And 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 the, the Cam Humphreys one seems to be the worst out of the lot, doesn't it? Um, there's not many <laughs> injuries that I've been aware of that require immediate surgery. So it yeah. must be it must be a hell of a tear. Uh, and you've got a feel for the lad. And you know, just just you put in our own sort of um, our own worries about the team aside for a minute. You know, it, it, it's his livelihood, and he's he's going to be out of action for. Uh, Three, four, possibly more months. So um, you know, I feel for I feel for Cam, but I, I'm sure he'll be back as you know, big and strong once and once he's once he's recovered. But from a team point of view, it's a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. Um, you know, it, we've got one fit centre back, and when you when you when you bear in mind that centre back is probably where we are best staffed yeah. uh, across the whole of the team. Um, that kind of gives you an indication as to where we sit at the moment. Um, you know, it's looking like Grant Hall may or may possibly be fit. If he is, what we're doing is rushing him back clearly because we're only in a may possibly be fit. Mm. Um, the only person that could fill in is Hakim Adofin, who was out till after the international break, um, as a midfielder, but he can fill in at centre back. Mm. Um, Lee Peltier possibly may be back. But again, you know, you're rushing, you're rushing a player back from from injury. It's just, it's 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 not great. Um, so, what can you do? You know, we're not the only team suffering from injuries, are we? Ultimately, um, everybody else, or not everybody else, but but many other other clubs are suffering a similar sort of fate, whether it be to a, a greater or lesser degree. And it's, I guess, it's the nature of the beast. But um, it, it it's difficult to swallow, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we've got like said, like it says Peltier will be in contention. I think he, I think Peltier is basically available, um, but again, it may not be best to push a ninety minutes out of a guy who's been out all season essentially already. Um, mm. Grant Hall and Cafu could be back into the squad, but again, we'll certainly won't be fit to start. So, uh, so that doesn't help us going. For, we'll sort of preview the game properly in a minute, Tom, but. We are really stuck back there at the minute. Um, it, it, for me, if me, if Grant Hall's fit, you still don't start him. You can't no. start him because no. we know he's made a glass sadly. And if you yeah. chip him in, he'll be injured in ten minutes. You, you need to slowly build him into a game. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, you can't risk it. Same with Pelletier. Uh Same with Cafu to an extent. Although I don't think he's as needed. Um, so yeah, you're looking at say, playing the same back three that you did in the second half of. Um, of the pressing game, which is less than ideal, especially with Taylor not being on the side as well. Um, it's going to be a, a difficult game. Um, yeah, and especially when you consider as well that Bramall missed the game prior, I think it was, because of a yeah. injury. So mm. in that case, you've got two out of your three centre-halves being full-backs and one of them not being at full fitness. It's, yeah, it's... Um, it's interesting. Uh, mm. <laughs> is the easiest way to put it. I, I, I don't know what you'd do. I, I have no clue what you do in that scenario. You, you have one fit defender and you have no one to kind of plug in that gap. It's uh, it's a hellish job. Yeah. And you're limited. Like we, we, it's not like we could have signed. If we'd have, signed, if we'd have had two more centre-backs in the 25-man squad, Danny, 
that'd have been too many people. That have been they were talking seven or eight centre halves in quad. It'd have been just just been stupid. So it's difficult to criticise anybody. I know we 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 got people who have Grant Halls with injury problems, and so is Sean Morrison. But that's really unfortunate to have like five, four or five centre halves injured at the same time. Yeah, it is. I mean. <laughs> To have basically your entire roster of centre backs out injured, it's like and your backups yeah, well. as well. It's like good grief. I mean, like Taylor said in his in his pre match, the look hasn't been with us in that regards, um, and it's very very unfortunate how severe Humphrey's injury is. Like I said, it it may require surgery. It's leaning on that side um, because of where the tear is near his tendon. Um, but I suppose you've got a slight backup in Peltier coming back, and he is in strong contention for Saturday. I imagine Peltier will probably start, if I'm being completely honest, unless we go to a three. But uh, we've seen how we play with a three. Um, and if Pelts isn't up to full match fitness, then Taylor said they'll make the decision with Grant Hall on Saturday, on Saturday morning, which is a bit. Oof, cutting it fine, but I imagine it'll be Pelt starting, and if he starts uh, blowing towards the 60-minute mark, it will probably be swapped out for Grant Hall, mm. and we'll rotate it round that way, uh, because there's no way that Peltier could do 100 minutes after being out for the whole season, more or less. Yeah. Um, same with Grant Hall, like we've just discussed, there's no way he could do that, so it might be a you know one-in, one-out, and that's a sub that we'll probably bank on as well. Mm. Um, but it's somewhat silly, like, nine players have been out with some injury at some point in our squad. And I don't even think we've played nine games yet, you know, which is crazy. Um, it's one of those proper unfortunate situations we find ourselves in um, that isn't really a lot we can do to help it. Um, all right, I'll, 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 jump, I'll jump the comments before I see it, like signing younger players who are injury prone. All right, yeah, fair enough, but... Um, yeah, how much do they cost exactly? Um, we've signed these players for experience and that's what they're giving us. But unfortunately, all of them have become injured at once, which I don't think anyone would have predicted. Yeah. Uh, plus the young guy in the back line is also now injured as well. So it's a bit of a, oof, you know, but I think it's a case of digging in and uh, weathering the storm in Cardiff. I mean, they weathered the, st- the storm last time they were with us and came away with three points. It's our turn to do it down there as well. I've got in a weather reference. I'm happy. <laughs> Cardiff, that's what you were all here for. You've got it. Well done. Take it away. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, make let's let, let's sort of move on. So we we, we finished off the game with three back last week with obviously Tal Blackett in the middle. Well, again, has played almost every minute this season. He, can, but he's not far away from pulling something to be honest with you. Um, and we finished with Dexter and Cohen Bramwell as your as your three. I'll be honest, that worked okay. I thought I thought Bramwell's legs helped out. He helped everybody out. Revan yeah. was perfectly fine at left left full back, left wing back. So who we, who you would think would be more up to speed now? Now he's in a, couple, a free week. Um, you then got to fill that right wing back role, which is a problem because I think it limits Fred. Mm. But I, I was fine. I, that, that back five was really strong against a really strong Preston. Well, a good Preston team. Yeah, but they didn't offer very much, did they? Let's be fair. You know, they, they, they offered very little. Um, I, I, you know, we, we know why they're the top of the league, and that's because of the teams that we played up to up to press. It's nothing really to do with um, 
the the sort of ability over and above anybody else in this division. So um, we were able to weather that storm, like Danny said, um, in in that second half with a, 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 with what is obviously a makeshift defence. Um, it, it it did give us the benefit of having that pace back there, um, but you you're relying then um, on 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 um, just one player dealing with all the aerial threat and that's yeah. not that is just not sustainable for 90 minutes is it you know um so well i, I don't want to be in matt taylor's shoes if um, <laughs> if elton hall are not up to up to 45 minutes apiece because you know it's it we're, we're we're starting the game straight away on the back foot and that is no way to start a game away from home the way we've been performing you know, I mean, we we already start on the back foot with three or four paces behind when um, behind what we've started already. You know, when we when we when we've got that sort of a makeshift defence. So um, I'm sure they'll sort it. I'm sure they'll sort it. I'm sure pelts, like you said, will be there and and and, and what have you. But um, I can't see him. I can't see Matt Taylor wanting to start the game the way we finished the Preston game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John S. Tempting fate that says the defence can't get worse. You've done it now, John, haven't you? <laughs> You've done it now. Um, there's Blackett pulling up on Friday afternoon and Corin oh, whatever. <laughs> I, get, I get where John's coming from oh. there because we've been shipping goals. We have as well, yeah. Right, left and centre, you know. And, and we've seen this so many times before with, with, with other clubs up and down the country, you know, where they end up playing, playing somebody who has no right to be in that position and they end up being, you know... All right, and 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 dealing with it. So as we did on the, on Saturday against them. So mm. yeah, but not for a full game. Not for a full game. It's not going to happen, is it? No, and it doesn't help, Tom. There's a three game week. Um, mm. You know, if you never if never game midweek, you could maybe rinse Peltier for an extra fifteen minutes or mm. push Hall for maybe an hour or something like that. We've got another game in four or five days. You can't push them too hard because you've got four days time to think about it. And I know it's annoying. I know, but we we don't want to hear that. We don't want to think. But that has got to come into the thinking as well. Sadly, yeah, I've no clue what's going to happen. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I completely forgot that. Is it Bristol? It's Bristol City, isn't it? Midweek and it's Bristol just... City Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. That's... Live on Sky. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that oh, matters. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. It's going to be a, yeah. That's going to be fun. Um, it's it's so tough, isn't it? Because. I, I think Kev was saying it um, last time on the last episode. It's just, just go for it. I mean, mm. somebody, somebody said, uh, Terry said in the comments, if we score them, there's no problem. Just try and outscore them. We've, we've, got, <laughs> we've got, we've got, we've got no defense. Just try and score. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, at, at what point do you just, do tactics fly out the window and you just go back to basics of just? I, I've got no clue what we do now. Absolutely no, no clue. Especially with a midweek game where. <clears throat> The state of these players are already shattered. They like physically, mentally, through you know some tough games that they played, and now they're going into more of it. And I know it's their jobs, and I know that this league is hard. But going into that international break, it'd be interesting to see who's still who's still alive and who's still you know, <laughs> trying to. Um, yeah, but it'd be yeah, it's going to be a tough call. I think this is the this is the kind of make or break for Taylor, I think, is is if we have a really poor run of games, and I mean really, really poor, then 
I don't know how we recover from that mentally. Um, well, yeah. I, I, I'm not convinced. I, I'm not convinced on that, Tom, at all. I think. I think if we do have a really poor run of games, given that we've already had a really poor, poor run of games away from home um, all season, you know, once that once this team's back and fit, which it will be, yeah, I feel like it will be, but it will be. You know, Gina Lindsay's on his way back as well. Um, Adolphin should be back after the international break. Hopefully, by that time, Hall will be fit, Peltier will be fit, you know, Kaffer will be fit. We started to to look at the the look at things quite a lot differently. Um, but how the, the problem with that is how how mentally scarred would they be? You know, yeah. if let's let's go worst case scenario and let's say we take three heavy defeats this week. Let's that's obviously worse. I don't think that happen. that's worst case scenario. It's a three nil, three nil, three nil, or something similar. That that even with the experience, that is such a tough position to come back mentally from the from a yeah, place. It is. it is, but and and if we were if we were having this conversation in January, I would absolutely agree with you. Yeah. You know, but we, we're only just well, we're not quite our September yet, are we? And um, we've, <laughs> well, we've hit this patch of injuries, yeah. which every team will hit at some stage during yeah. the season. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, so, are already. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, uh, John says uh, Eves does, does could do a job in defence. I remember Michael Smith going at centre half when Woody got sent up <laughs> against Accrington, so it's yeah. not unheard of. Um, I mean, to be fair, I remember game, Woody though. getting injured and going up top, but we in one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me flip this, Danny, and say this could work out in a sort of a positive mental way because if by some miracle we come out of Saturday with something, with a positive result, be it a win or a really good performance of picking up a point, that can be a really, really great mental springboard that these boys, have, these lads have come through something that's really, really difficult in terms of lack of numbers and that they can push. And even if we don't win, if we see something in terms of performance, that can be used as a springboard to a positive. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think if you get a result out of the Cardiff game, you know, it's points away from home for one, um, favourably three points, but I think at this point, we're all going to take at least one, aren't we? Um, <clears throat> but even that's a positive, you know, it's still uh, an improvement on other away games points-wise. And with a team that's effectively makeshift in a lot of areas... Um, <clears throat> and you know, um, putting gaffer tape over the leaks where we can at the moment. Um, if we were to get a result against Cardiff, then I think it is a big mental boost. Like, actually, you know what, we can do with this when we are effectively in the mud in the trenches, we can still grind out a result against a team that's you know currently seventh and has got three wins on the spin. You know, that's <clears throat> that's Cardiff's team talk. You know, we've performed brilliantly, these lot are all effectively injured on crutches just go for it but I think we need to do exactly the same we need to play without fear against Cardiff and go you know what we're we're the ones that are still standing we're going to give it all that we've got um, and try and get the best result that we can if it's one fair enough if it's all three even better um, we know the home form is carrying us a little bit uh, we weren't the best against um, I forgot who we played at the weekend that's really bad uh, Preston <clears throat> that's the one <laughs> We weren't the best against Preston. Uh, it was an improvement on Millwall. We weren't the best, but we got a point out of it. Um, and that was also with going a bit makeshift. Yeah. So if we look at Cardiff, Bristol City, a Southampton like that, and go just you know get th- get through it, everyone muck in and help your buddy out, then we've had a question in the po- in the comments about when does tactics go out the window? <clears throat> like you said, Tom, at times like this where. 
you effectively cover each other's houses. Yeah, and uh, and that's what the defense needs to do at this point. Like I said before, if Peltzer starts, I think he'll be right side and centre back next to Dexter. If Dexter's going forward, that's Pelts on that right hand side anyway, which mm-hmm. is the position he likes. Um, fair enough. It puts Tile back in the middle on his own and Cohen having to come that side. But that's when the whole team needs to move to that side to support it. You know, it needs to be a team effort at the minute, mm-hmm. and everyone be on on the game effectively. Um, it's one of them where it's like if we lose, I'm not really bothered because you know you see how makeshift we are. But at the same time, it'd be nice to see everyone mucking and grind something out. Mm, I mean, Derek Carroll Carroll says that Cardiff played last night will be okay. Yes, they did play last night, lost five mm. two in the Carabao Cup. They made ten changes. Um, imagine making ten changes. Imagine having enough players know, right? to make ten know, changes. Yeah. We hardly have yeah. 10 players, just rubbing <laughs> <laughs> it in. Um, so, yes, they did play, but I, w- I would basically ignore that, ignore the fact that like, Matt Tillard talked about it, it's pretty much press that he went to watch and get the idea what they're going to play, and then none of the players played um, <laughs> that they expected. Um, if you want a bit more on Cardiff, we did the scouting report, which is up on the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, we did that with Tom. Uh, who's obviously a Cardiff fan. He gave us a bit bit down there. Very, very positive start to the season. They've probably defied everybody's expectations to be honest. We I think we all expected Cardiff to be lower mid table at best. And they've had a great start under under their new manager. So but every team we play at the minute seems to be on a run of so many wins in a row, don't they? Mm-hmm. Just just simply playing teams at the wrong time, which adds into luck. Other people won't like that word. Um yeah, John Morrell says home form carrying us a bit. That's the understatement of the season. Mm. Uh, it is rather, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's the same um, in every championship season of late, though, isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah. but this season more so than ever. Currently, uh, anyway. more so than ever because the, the 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 difference in levels of performance between home and away is just mm. so stark. Yeah. It's not even results, is it? It's not it's even not, the results. It's not about the results away and away and, uh, and at home. It's it's about the level of performance. Um, so, yeah, well, all we can ask for on Saturday is that we go away and play the way we play at home, with the same intensity and the same aggression and the same fight. If we lose, we lose. However, yeah. I don't think we would. You know, I, I just don't see. I've seen something from Matt Taylor today about the size of the pitch at New York, yeah, um, yeah. and and the fact that it, the, the 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 pitches that we play on away are, are, are so much bigger. Yeah. I, I, we, we can't. We're not, we're not talking much more than a, a, a yard or two. It, it can be a relative. Fair, you've, there's there's got parameters. You can be bigger or a lot smaller than. I didn't yeah. think our pitch was particularly small. To be honest, no, with I didn't either. Apparently, um, it is. But the stadium is is tight. And that obviously makes it a little bit, a yeah. little bit more sort of um, intense. I guess the atmosphere, well, hardly, because it's not as though we're, uh, it's not as though we're blowing roof off, is it? As, as spectators, so um, no, we need to be just get, we need to be getting there and and and, and going for it rather than just fanning about like we have done in the previous away games. Not good mm. enough. Mm. Yeah, uh, Matt Taylor is banned from the touchline for this game. It's not a stadium ban, so he's allowed to do the pre-match talk. Is He's going to have the walkie-talkie uh, up there. The problem for Matt Taylor is if we win on Saturday, he's not allowed to come back into the dugout for me. He's got to watch every game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> say that into rugby where they're just in the box with a microphone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can, can I just say that the, the fact that he's picked up that ban is absolutely outrageous. 
Yeah, it is. Absolutely. I know I wasn't on on Sunday. Um, <laughs> and and it was absolutely outrageous that he was he was booked. I, I can't believe it. Looking back at that, um, it was it was a disgrace. And I didn't think the referee had a bad game against Preston. I know you've. You've talked about it, and I won't go on about it. But I don't think he had a particularly bad game. But he, he, there were two key decisions really in the game that that they clearly got wrong, um, and that was one of them. And, and I mean, it's just absolutely outrageous that he was booked for that. Yeah, yeah. And we, we are, people often say we players that they're not that kind of player. Matt Taylor's never had a touchline ban in his career before. Um, it's like Steve Evans will get banned every three or four games, probably. Um, he, he got booked by a referee who knew he'd made a mistake and didn't want um, that mistake pointed out to him. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, John Bell once were coming on the pitch. Pitch can be massively different. We played at Coventry and they and they widened the pitch to the maximum allowed. You can see the old lines were three or four. But yeah, I remember at the Euros, the pitch was a different size, weren't it? I can't remember if it was a lot yeah. wider or what, but the, the pitch at the women's Euros. Um, that we were also last year, there was a difference in the in the white line, so there is differences. Um, but like I said, I don't, know. I don't know if it makes a massive difference. It could, it, it must do. Otherwise, Matt Taylor wouldn't have mentioned it, I suppose. Um, Mick, this is a bit of a hypothetical one, but I suppose we may as well cover it. He says, "Evening all." Uh, to say Matt Taylor is reaping what he has sown, I, he Ray says he would have kept Woody and let Morrison go. Nobody was fitter than Richard Wood. That is a tough one because we all love Woody, but. It was the right time. I don't. I don't we, can, we can all say with hindsight now that it's that we should have kept him on. We should have kept somebody else, and we should have paid where's whatever money he wanted, or whatever. But it just felt everything was right at the time. So that would he go? It felt right for me. Mm. If, yeah, I mean, if if we hadn't had that goal disallowed against Leicester, we'd have drawn that game. We'd have been a point better off. If we hadn't conceded against Sunderland. That second goal, we'd have got a point there as well. You know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and. You know, they, they made the decisions that they made based on what they felt was right for the club at the time. Um, you know, and, and as, it, as it's turned out, the, the people who were moaning about it at the time have been proved right because of the injuries that have that, that these players have got. But, you know, it, it's easy to criticise now, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's easy to criticise. And I get why people do. I'm not... You know, that's not a criticism of people making that criticism. It, you know, they're, they're, they're right to point that out. But as far as I'm concerned, the management team and the club did what they felt was the right, was the right or made what they felt were the right decisions at the time. And, and that you know, they'll stand by them or they'll stand and mm. fall by them. And at the moment, given the injuries that we've got, uh, that, that we're going to fall by them. But there's still a long, long way to go. So yeah. um, we can't afford to buy young players. We can't afford to buy young championship quality to arms. How we manage to get all the Cam Humphries is, is, is beyond me, to yeah. be honest with you. There, there is no way that we can do it. We can't. You know, you've got to make some compromises somewhere. Um, mm. And if you're going to make compromises and, and bring in players with experience, the back line is the place to do it rather yeah. than... You know that energetic um, midfield area, or 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 even up front, but certainly that, that those are the those are the areas to strengthen with experienced players, and I think it's backfired unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To kind of feed onto your point, there is you know we we bought Sam Nombe for a million, not even an established championship player, who is relatively 
Well, he's he's not. He's twenty four. Is he twenty four? So that's not young, young. It's still young, but it's not young. Mm. And to not be a championship established player at that age as well, and to spend a million on him, you've got to think about how much some teams are spending on actual championship uh, proper defined players at the ages of twenty three, twenty four. You're looking at well over five, six million for one player, and is that really in our kind of remit? It's not. <laughs> I think if um, if we ever saw Rotherham spend <clears throat> five to six million in our like in the next five or ten years or so, I think we'd all just faint, wouldn't we? <laughs> like I, I nearly fell off my chair when I saw we spent near enough a million quid on Numbe. It's like, are you sure that's Rotherham United, lads? Like, are you sure? Yeah. Is that not an account um, now with an extra zero? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I, I've, I've lost Ray's comment, but what I would say is that I think Woody's been injured this season, ironically. Mm. Um, maybe, I don't know. There's no World Cup to blame this year. We learned, we learned injury last year at World Cup, didn't we? There's no yeah. World Cup to blame this year. So I don't know what the problem is because, again, we aren't the only club um, that has been affected for some for, reason. For what it's worth, and I know this is a controversial decision with some people. I think we probably did get rid of Woody at the right time. Mm. Um, much as I didn't want to see him leave the club because of what he's done for us, I think it was the right time uh, for him and for us. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my view. John, with with some perspective, which we always appreciate, he, do it with this. It says Birmingham got AU, which is probably not how you say it, but he got AU on centre back on loan with the permanent. He will cost three million pounds, and he hasn't played a minute for him so far. This is the market we're sort of shopping in. Unless you get lucky with a sort of a young loanee, which we are sort of getting lucky with a young young loanee in Dexter, in Dexter, aren't we? To be fair, yeah. Um, so we've got a, Paramed says we go look go look more overseas. Yeah, we we, we signed mm-hmm. Arvin Appiah from Spain. We've signed Christiahi from Slovakia, Slovenia, Slovakia, and we've signed Andre Green from either Slovakia or Slovenia. Yeah. I think. <laughs> so. I don't, we can't send everybody from abroad, but I think we certainly have this summer. We seem to have widened the net a little bit. Mm. Um, mm. Anyway, the quality players as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Picture the scene: all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, let's just wrap up with the referee stuff. Uh, referee is Mr. Lee Doughty. Um, he last, we didn't last referee as this game, but he did referee the Burnley game last season at Turf Moor. Um, Don't set me off. Flashbacks. <laughs> I'll give you all a minute while your, while your flashbacks just finish. I've had a good day at work. I do not mean reminding about that fiasco at Burnley. Like, um, and again, again, this might mean nothing, but I just he's only this is only his second championship game of the season. Will be on Saturday. He's refereed more League Two games this season than Championship games, um, which is a slightly concerning that 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 that's how he um, he's thought of. He has refereed. He did referee the Carabao Cup game of Cardiff and Birmingham uh, and sent off a Birmingham player, I think, or a Cardiff. He's got a red card. Um, 
But that missed, that's Mr. Doughty for you. Don't expect anything good. Cohen Bramall, like, just keep your hands and your feet to yourself, lad. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, he had a nightmare um, in that game. He had an absolute nightmare. In the end, I seem to remember that first half he was okay. Mm. Much like many championship referees, they just lose themselves. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, lads, thinking about it, it might actually be a good thing that Matt Taylor's not on the sideline if Lee Doughty's the uh, the referee, because I think if we have a similar fiasco with Burnley, Matt Taylor wouldn't just be banned from the touchline, <laughs> he'd just be banned from football with some of yeah, the antics yeah. he'd get up to. <laughs> mm. But... Probably with me as well, if he has a Burnley performance as well. But mm. oh, um, it, just, it's what it, it just had to be. Had to be. Yeah. At, least Sorry, it's not Keith. At least it's not our Keith yet. Yeah. Sorry, John, um, let's see your comment. Yeah, it's just, he, says, Duke, he sent uh, Lee Dow sent Djokovic off for his first red card in that Cardiff Birmingham game I mentioned in the cup for his first red card of his career. Um, yeah. Mr. Lee Doughty, ladies and gentlemen. Um Apologies for ruining what you, what you proper deserved like two studs to the chest, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what, um, what you mean on the referee or one of our players to the Cardiff? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, I just meant Jukovic's uh, red card, like proper ah. no nonsense red card. <laughs> and we're just there, like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, to be fair, I'd love to see Jordan Hugel turn oh. into Zidane Design in a moment of madness. I wouldn't be sent off with my man. <laughs> I'm just the referee, then fair enough. Right. No, no, no. no. Um, Only I'll team. cheer you up a bit less uh, by reading our record against Cardiff City, which is pretty poor. The last win overall against Cardiff was in 2015, which was Steve Evans' final home game. The last win in Wales, South Wales was in 1998 with a league lover 1-0 victory. It was a Ninian Park. They haven't even moved into whatever it's called now. That's Cardiff City City or whatever. Um, so, Well... Just in reply um, to that, I can try and get your hopes up a little bit. It means that this, with this being my first visit to Cardiff, with the first one getting cancelled because the bus never turned up, <laughs> um, we might actually win because, you know, we've not won since 98. I was born in 99, first visit to Cardiff. Yeah. <laughs> Clutching at straws, but you never know. I think our, our record in South Wales in general is pretty bad. We should just stop playing in South Wales, maybe. <laughs> I mean... Let's when you when you give when you bear in mind that last year away at Cardiff was probably one mm. of the worst games of football I have ever had the misfortune to have to sit through. It was just so bad that I I also wished I'd missed the bus. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst until we went to Blackpool a few months later, and that was just as bad a game of football. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, that's mm. true. yeah, yeah. Just finally, doubted, uh, John Rell says the journal that covered the Birmingham game said that, that it was the worst referee oh, performance no in mind. 20 years. Yeah, no man. <sighs> John's just making this up now just to... Just to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fires a bit, but... We, listen, listen, we all know what Lee Doubt is about. We've had enough experience of him. So, you know, as a, as a, as a team, as, as a set of players, they've got no excuses going into the game. Mm. They know what's going to happen, and it's, it's up to them to deal with that. Uh, it's it's a sad state of affairs when you have to go into a game having to deal with the referee as well. But unfortunately, that's where we are, and that's not going to change anytime soon, is it? So yeah. um, we need to do our thing. We need to do what we we are capable of doing and have done in all our home games this season, uh, and mm-hmm. do it away from home. And if we do that, we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, let's move on, Tom, back to back to, back to Daryl in relation to us. Oh, this is where the part of the show where I go, how do you think we're going to set up? Who do you think is going to play where? And there's no point having that conversation, really. Um, the question that I will I will ask, and this is the only real question that we can sort of debate, maybe, is, is striker, the setup and striker, uh, who's going to play up there? Because last week, when we went to five at the back, we changed to a two. We changed to Hugel and Andre Green as your top two. Nombe oh. came on later on in the game. <laughs> I, I'm leaning towards that'll be the formation again. Based, I think we want that extra body in defence just because we're lacking. Yeah. So I think we'll more like to see a five-three-two. What do you think, similar? Or do you, just, or do you disagree? No, I, I completely agree. It's going to have to be a five-back, especially with personnel-wise. I don't think anyone wants it to be a five-back, but I think it has to be. Um, so I think Johansson, Blackett, Brummel, Dexter, Revan. <laughs> Pelts will start. Yeah, I mean, if Pelts if Pelts doesn't start, we're not going to get five at the back, are we? Unless Tommy Evans is there. I was going to say Fred at right wing back, but he's just I don't. We weren't great at right wing back last week. It was so quiet. So I don't know. That's a good thing. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm going to go with Mick. I'm going to say Pelt starts and put Dexter at wing back. Three in midfield is the same three: Klukas, Tiehi, and Rathbone. Am I still on here? And then two up front. Yeah, yeah Green and Hugel again. I, I it's too harsh of a harsh of a game to put Nombe in unless he wants to play that. I, God knows. I, um, <laughs> yeah, Green. I'm gonna go Green and Hugel, and then somebody else can say Nombe and Hugel, and then as a collective, we're all right. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pramad says it's going to be the New York Stadium Pigeon and Tyler Blackett. So. <laughs> yeah. what's, um, what's he called now? Is it Percy, the New York Pigeon? <laughs> Under what circumstances, Danny, could you see going back to? I think four at the back is the preferred. We'd, I think it's pretty, we're all pretty happy with it. That's the preferred formation. Under what circumstances could you see it being a four? Would, would it have to be Hall available? Pelts isn't fit enough to start, maybe. But would you, would, you have, would you have with Pelts as a centre-back in a four? Um, I think because we know Pelts can play as a right-back and as a right-sided mm. centre-back, all right, fair enough, he's more favoured as a, as a right-sided centre-back in a three, as we've seen him line up before. We always saw him get a bit too mixed up with Harding. Um, obviously, Dexter is a completely, completely different player to Harding. You know, he's a lot faster and, if I'm being honest, a lot more switched on with, um, with getting back. If I'm being honest, um, so maybe that'll help Peltier out a little bit. That he's got a bit more of that cover. I just don't want to get them to get mixed up again. I want Dexter to stay out wide and Peltier be effectively on the edge of the 18 yard box in defensive scenarios like that proper solid five unit. Um, but it just depends on how much is in Peltier's tank, to be fair. You know, I think if we go with a four, um, he may be a bit more called upon shall we say and um, may have to get switched out for me at this point um uh, earlier in the game but if we go for a five he'll have a bit more protection with Dex at the side of him I suppose um Tai can drop in a little bit as well um the only concern is not really concerned but the only thing would be Cohen at left side of centre back he's done the job don't get me wrong but it is a bit of a job against Preston in that position, but it's still a bit of a. Would you start like that, or would you, or would that be a switch later in the game? 
I'll be honest, I think there's something there with Bramwell at centre back because you think? he's got because if you not against a team who's massive, if you've got a team of giants, then I think it's potentially a problem. But he's got that pace to cover, and not only has he got that pace mm-hmm. to cover defensively, that overload on the left hand side towards at times was brilliant. That attacking side of things, we've seen it with some other. I mean, Sheffield United are famous for the overlapping centre halves, weren't they? In that, in that three at the back, that that's something that that could work. It'd be a hell of a lot of running for Cohen to like overlap um, revs and he then come back into centre big. Yeah, but from from the start though, you're probably right, and I'm probably just dreaming. But I don't know. There's just something that makes me think it might work. I mean, I can I can, I can see where you're coming from, and to be fair, I would be happy with a five at the back. Hmm. Um, but. Just from how we are with bodies at the minute, I can see it starting as a four and being switched to a five later mm. on. For I know it goes against Taylor Ball, the the um, defensive security when he likes to bring on the attackers in those situations. But I just want to see a bit more defensive security, like it just in the second half, you know, like maybe a half time yeah. change almost to switch the formation at half time, keep Cardiff guessing a little bit. Um, but I'm happy either way. Um, I would, however, have Nombe up top with Hugel in the two. I pr- I probably would, but I was impressed with Green as a striker last week. Mm. Thought he did all right. He got, he got in some good positions. Um, Mick, defense, defense, defensive setup. Were you nodding along because you agreed with the Coen Bramall at centre half, or are you just think I'm stupid? No, no I, I thought you were going to say. Some would argue that he plays centre left side centre back anyway because he's so far out of position as a left back. Sometimes I thought that's where you were going to come from, um, which which is which is partially true. You know, he just tend yeah. to it just tend to wander inside a bit and uh, and leave him leave his leave his left back spot vacant. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know. Um, I'm not even going to speculate to be honest with you. Um, it, it's so difficult for, for for anybody to know because we haven't got anybody. No. I don't know whether Matt Taylor's going to register himself. He can't be on touchline. Maybe he can play. Centre half himself, won't it, lad? So you know it, it, that now might be a time for him to uh, to register as a player manager. And um, yeah, all right, I can't be on bench. That's fine. I'll be on pitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. Um, for me, I, as far as the front two are concerned, I thought, like, like you, Matt, I thought Green had a really good game, um, and, and I'd like to see him stay uh, stay in the team. Certainly, he's done nothing nothing to be dropped, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and, and unfortunately, or, or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, you're not going to be dropping Jordan Hugo, given that he's playing against one of his former teams. No. <laughs> uh, that's not going to happen, is it? So, um, yeah. It, Matt Taylor, out of all the all the, the team selections he's had so far this season, this one's going to be, well, I'm going to say it's going to be the most difficult. It's probably not, to be fair, because he's not really got a great deal to choose from, has he? You know? No, he's got like two two or three decisions to make, but those, those two or three are big decisions. They are, but it's just a question of who, who, you, can put, who you can fit in where. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see Cafu back, but again, I, don't, I can't see him playing a, a full 90. Uh, be good yeah, so if you get twenty minutes out of Cafu, you know, towards the end, that if when you're still in game, yeah, 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 he, he can certainly influence the game significantly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a bit depressing at the moment because we we got so much optimism optimism a few weeks ago, 
particularly the way that we were playing at home. And then, you know, within the space of two or three weeks, it was less than that, wasn't it? Absolutely woeful, woeful, dreadful away performances. And then a bucket load of injuries. It just, it's completely pulled the rug from under our feet. Um, and it's given the moaners loads and loads to moan about. And us happy clappers, very little to clap about. Um, you know, we, we just got to hope that, uh, I'm going to hope it turns around. We're not, it, it will turn around. I think we all know that. Even the moaners know that. Um, but it's just not great at the minute, is it? And uh, he's got his work cut out of Mr. Taylor. It's difficult to pick pick a positive in it. It's difficult to say yeah. this is going to be really good on Saturday. We just don't. We just there's so many unknowns um, going in. The positive is is the is the home form, isn't it? You know that is the positive, and and if we can transfer that some of that, at least some of that, into the way that we play away from home, then then that will be fine. Yeah, I was uh, just about John... to make a joke that the positive is home form and we're playing away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bram- John Morell says Bramwell against a huge bloke at Cardiff. Uh, they play up top, would be asking for it, but yeah. But Preston played with a couple of big blokes last week and it were fine. There were no real issues. Um, from Bramwell, I am pushing that Bramwell boat by the way. I'm gonna keep pushing that <laughs> until he has a stinker on Saturday. I am pushing that there's something there that that could work. Uh, anyway, uh, make moaning about the moaners. How ironic. <laughs> 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 <Yes>. <laughs> Um, a sort of positive, Tom. I mean, again, this is a sort of a positive. It can't be worse than the Millwall game. Oh, uh, yeah, you had to go and say it, didn't you? But it can't, can it? Because oh, really? we, we could lose 6 0, but we, we can't play as bad as we did against Millwall. So the base is low, the base is so low that we can't go. We, I don't think we can go as bad. I, 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 do I have to answer that? I. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, it really can. <laughs> theoretically, it's like it could, yeah, but I don't think before we should United and theoretically lose boatloads and destroy yeah. everything. But they were at home, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, actually. Um, no, I, I I guess you, yes, yes and no is that, yes, theoretically, I absolutely can go worse than that. But in the same, <clears throat> I see, I see where you're trying to get the optimism from that it was so <laughs> bad. How can it possibly reach that again? But, <clears throat> you know. Sunday might be fun, or it might be <laughs> really, really, really. Boring. Just what, what, what Matt has just done there is the equivalent at work to when someone says, "Oh, I think it's going to be a quiet day," and then <laughs> everyone and the dog walks in and has something mm. to eat and a pint. Mm. You you say it can't be much worse than Millwall. Oh, it can. It's not. <laughs> it's not that long ago we lost five one to Cardiff, isn't it? Oh yeah, that, yeah, that was uh, Paul Ward's first season, I think. Second season, yeah. They, I think we're at that point away games where we just need to start pushing all the luck we can, cross all the black cats, break all the mirrors. Uh, one of these things will then turn into good luck away from home. Oh, I dread to think what we're going to do to rabbit population if we're all taking the fucking feet. <laughs> Jesus, they'll be fine. The rabbits will be fine. The feet will be less fine, but the rabbits will be fine. Um, <laughs> this is what it's got to. This is what the away form has brought us to. Yeah. If, if, if you're not going to cry, you might as well laugh, eh? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's do some predictions. Mick, we, you normally go 2 0 win. I think generally we all go very positive results. I didn't press the book, but generally we're all positive. With the away form, is the away form bringing your prediction down? No. It's wow. going to change sooner or later, isn't it? 
has it? <laughs> and to be fair, where better, where better to do it than Cardiff after all the grief and earache they gave us last season? And they 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 they're jumping about like you know they're doing a rain you know, dance. They're on an absolute high, the best team in the world. Blah de blah de blah de blah de blah. How how funny and sweet would it be to to knock them off their pedestal? Um, so I'm sticking with me. I'm sticking with my prediction. Okay. Two 0 win. Two oh. 0 win. Mark Gamble's just smashed the mirror with a black cat under a ladder. <laughs> that's what it, that's it, Mark. That's the one. Uh, that's what we need. Um, Mix put some clickable, clickbaitable stuff up there for the Cardiff fans. Which is nice. And put up with us a um, there'll be a podcast that'll need you shortly, probably. I can, I'll, I'll pass your name across. Yeah, no, um, don't bother. Tom, what do you reckon? Nil, nil. I'm just going to, I can't see your scoring and I, I don't want to. See them scoring nil nil. <laughs> so you, again, I'm I'm not trying to sway Tom, but you think we're going to keep a clean sheet? <laughs> yeah, we'll not be like that. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Uh, one 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 in a one one. Okay, um, uh, Danny. Well, first of all, I'll say no one can call us the Happy Clappers podcast anymore, can we? <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to go with the result that I'll be the most happy with, given the state of affairs. I'm going to say one-one. One-one. Cool. I am going to be less positive. Cardiff starts is very impressive. Yeah. Three-one to Cardiff, sadly. And so, um, given the given some of the comments there, has anyone checked the weather for Saturday? I've just said it now. It just as cloudy. Oh, that's was I was funny. hoping it was going to rain and we could do like a funny weather forecast again, but it doesn't seem to be the case, sadly. Um, uh, that's unfortunate. It, I, don't, I don't think it was forecast last year to rain at New York. Good point, well made. And it did. Um, yeah. Uh, Ian Bradley says 3 0 to Cardiff. Paramel says 4 0 to Cardiff. Richard Brown says we don't bet we don't win 2 0 all season. John S says 4 1 to Cardiff. Uh, Yozza says 2 2. Yeah. You feel positivity being sucked out of it, really, can't you? To be honest with you, but that's, <laughs> that's what happens to the away from. And I suppose what do you expect? We, uh, all all the people that are making this trip on Saturday deserve a medal as well for continually following this club. Um, yeah. You're spending all this money on tickets and travel and everything else that comes along with it. Um, we all know the danger of sporting football clubs, and I don't think anybody's sort of asking for sympathy. I certainly hope they're not, because this is the risk you run, but. That is great support to continually follow this club with bearing in mind this away form being so horrific. Uh, Danny will be there. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't Danny will be there, hopefully. Barring, you know, just you know the wood. Oh, if, if the coach doesn't turn up again and we end up winning, I will be furious. <laughs> that will be quite I won't. <laughs> um, Yeah, we'll just maybe, well, not maybe not finish, but Chris Page, which wants to say, he said this at the start, it's a Scunthorpe United. On the brink of going under, not good seeing clubs go under. Yeah, I mean, that's a maybe not a sliding doors moment, Mick, but it was what how many years ago? That seven or eight years ago, mm. we were beating them in the playoffs, and we got pushed hard in that playoffs as well. Mm. To be honest with you, we were uh, 2018. That one, 2018. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's sad really because uh, there's not much difference with us and Scunthorpe to be honest with you in terms of size of club. No, probably not. Uh, probably not. You know, they've got the, the 
they've got nobody around them either, you know. So if they were doing well, they they they, they could be a reasonably well supported club as well. And uh, it's just it's a, it's another another issue with owners, isn't it? Club owners and um, not being fit and proper people um, to, to to run football clubs. Um, and and it'll and, and it will continue, won't it? Um, and I yeah. know there's lots of talk about why the why the EFL haven't done this and haven't done the other and fit and proper person test and, and, and everything else. I, it's not something that I'd like to get involved with that because I don't see how you can actually, in reality, um, determine whether or not somebody is fit and proper. Um, and, and clearly, the, the, the bloke who's been there isn't. They don't own the ground. Uh, they're getting booted out of the ground. Uh, that sounds familiar, that. I can't remember where. It's yeah, yeah. back in my mind. Um, hopefully, they'll be able to do the same as we did, but they're starting at a much lower base. You know? Yeah. Uh, the regional football, aren't they? They're the, the National League North, so regional yeah, football. exactly. Uh, which, is, which is shocking. It's, it's dreadful. It's absolutely dreadful. Uh, but, yeah, there's, there's very few people I'd wish it upon. Yeah. Well, look, <laughs> you can think of one. Um... <laughs> no, no, in all, no, in all seriousness, no, I wouldn't wish it on any, on any football supporter. Yeah. We've seen clubs back Stockport. That's the level Stockport got to before they came back and they're, they're coming back with an absolute bang now. Um, Brexham didn't go quite well, but they're coming back. Um, yeah. It's sad, I used to put it on Twitter. I, my first memory of going to roll, falling rather away was at Scuthorpe United. I got battered 4-0 or 4-1, but it's, it's part of the football uh, football family and football memory. Danny, Tom, anything to add on the plight at Scunthorpe? No, just um, if, if you've seen the messages that the, the chairman was sending out to some of the fans, it's just it's horrible time. stuff and it's just yeah. pathetic and oh, everything wrong with modern modern ownership of some football clubs and it's just cash, cash grabs, businesses, whatever, and it's just, it, you know, it's... It's just horrible stuff, and you you know everyone feels for not you know every single fan because it's just the worst possible thing that any football fan can imagine going through. It's just mm-hmm. not having a a club to support, and there you go, just like that because of some absolute despicable businessman. Uh, business it's all vanished. Yeah, businessman. It's all vanished. So yeah. I, I understand the casinos have done very well in uh, in Scunthorpe, though. So swings and roundabouts, <laughs> in it, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, it, it just proves again that the football regulator needs to come in as soon as possible um, mm. because football cannot govern itself. Football has proven that from top to bottom. Football cannot govern mm. itself. It needs to regulate on that front, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, it does. Sadly, and then there'll be an election next year or whenever like election, and then that'll get all put in with whatever each party says and does. It's just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. John Brell got to read that their owner was writing an open letter to the prime minister for business advice. How times have changed. Yeah, that's yeah, that's life. Mark Gamble's, which, which I think is a valid and important point, it should be part of the rules that clubs own their grounds. I know we don't, however, avoid situations like Wednesday and Derby. Sheffield Wednesday is a, an impo- a potentially an important example. They don't own their ground, and their owner seems like the kind of guy who could just bugger off at a minute's notice, and that's a that's a worry for them potentially. I think um, what Mark said it does ring true that it should be the football club entity <clears throat> that yeah. own that owns the ground, 
Uh, it can't be like the chairman puts money into the club, but they own the stadium outright. Like we've mm. seen with Scunthorpe, he's basically pulled his funding and they've got kicked out because he owns the ground itself. No, the At previous least... owner owns the ground. Oh, okay. They had a big falling out with previous owner. It's crazy. Oh, well, see. well, then they've got a previous owner who owns the ground and the new owner has pulled his funding from the club. So that's even more of a shambles. I mean, at least with us, the, the stadium itself, we wouldn't really be kicked out of it if Tony Stewart pulled his funding because we play there through and that we rent it off a council or something, something like that. Yeah, it's protected, um, so, yeah so, so I suppose we've got a bit of a, a netting to fall on with that, even if it's not Rotherham United, the umbrella itself that owns the stadium, if you like. Mm. But it just, like, the plot seemed just to get thicker and thicker with Scunthorpe because they said they'd be playing at games for Trinity. And then Gaines Trinity came out and went, well, no, we've not we've not agreed to that. We've said we'd help you out, but there's nothing in place yet. Like you need to sort that out. So effectively Scunthorpe and our club without the ground until something gets sorted. And like you say, it sounds familiar because it happens with Berry uh, to a certain extent. And now we've seen it happen again. It's like, Jesus, you know, how many football clubs have gone that way? Where they've gone under, dropped down a lot of leagues, and that owner's gone. Nah, I'm all right. Poor his funding, and then there's no football. Mm. You know, so Very hopefully, yeah, it's exactly. Um, so hopefully, Gaze Trinity do allow them to play there when it's gone through the proper cycle and everything. And Scunthorpe do carry on in in some regard playing football, even if it's however many miles away. Mm. But like it should, like Mark says, and like you've said, Matt, it should never get to the point where. Because one person said, I'm not giving you any more money, that means football stops completely at mm. a certain location. Because uh, I was, I'm actually quite good, I never got to go to Glanford Park because, like, when we played Scunthorpe, it, it, well, it's, 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 it's <laughs> you know, anyway. It is one of the worst new grounds around. And I'm not trying to kick him while the damn it's, it's Exactly. Awesome. So you can, it's one of them where you can say that you've been and then never touch it again. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, you know, I, I'm sure I'm one of thousands of Rotherham fans who saw us beat Scunthorpe in playoff mm. final. And semi-final. if you'd have said, yeah, semi final, sorry. And if you'd have said then, oh, by 2023, Scunthorpe will have no ground and they'll be in regional National League North, I'd be like, give over. These will have another go next season. But yeah. it's just sad what's happening to Scunthorpe, isn't it? It's just really yeah. sad that it's happening again in football. Mm. Yeah. Look at the memory. I know we're not, we're not going to go back, but the memories of us at Glam for that Joe Newell goal in the playoffs. Mm. That mm. was just iconic for Joe Newell. And the semi Ajay scoring that goal uh, again in the same season, but in the league game. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, anything else? Anything else we need to cover? Finish on Rotherham United stuff. Do we need to figure out if we lose on Saturday? Do we need to figure out a, a curse we can try and a spell we can to break the curse, or do we just keep plodding along? Just keep going. Plod, plod along. Keep plodding. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for being with us tonight. Please make sure if you're watching or with us on YouTube, give the video a thumbs up and subscribe if you can do. Like I said, if you haven't watched already, you can watch the scan report with Tom, who gives us no, not this Tom, a different Tom, uh, who gives us a lowdown on Cardiff City and what to expect from there. Very, very good start to the season. Their new manager and Aaron Ramsey and everything else that comes along with that club at the minute. Um, if you're watching iTunes, listening to iTunes or Spotify, please make sure you subscribe wherever you are listening and give us a five-star rating because it should let you do on there. We will be back Sunday. We It'll be slightly later on Sunday, probably about half eight, something like that. There's other stuff uh, going off on Sunday. 
um, which may or may not become clear uh, over the next few days. So thank you all for being with us. Danny, thank you for being with us. Safe travels to South Wales. Thank you very much, mate. It's going to be an early start, but, you know, new ground. Looking forward to it. Tom, thank you very much for being with us, mate. It's a pleasure as always. Yeah, thing is, this might be the most depressing one I've done, but uh, yeah, always fun. It's always fun. Yeah, if we lose on Sunday, you can come back on for that one. That'll, 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 that'll yeah, be the worst. That'll be worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Mick, thank you very much. It's a pleasure as always being with us. Yeah, not a problem. I'm. Uh, I'm glad I'm not going to Cardiff on Saturday. I'm not over the last time yet. No. <laughs> no. Anyway, thank you all for being with us. We'll see you next time. And up the Millers. Up the Millers. Up the Millers. It's a wild, wild to a goal. Swansea beyond Bodringer. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box to Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! Yes! McGuffin! Oh, scored an absolute screamer for Rotherham United. Rotherham United have secured their championship status for next season. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.